One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Neil Etheridge, a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much. Um, some footballers, they break through at a very young age, and we, we are aware of them at sort of 17, 18, 19, and they, and they come through the ranks, and are household names uh, quite quickly. Yours is a very different story. Yes, very different story. I'm still <laughs> wondering if I'm a household name now. <laughs> well, after this interview, my friend, don't you worry about that. Um, I suppose I'd, I'd just like to stop and say, did you always want to be a goalkeeper? No. Um... Not at all. Did I ever want to become a football player? It's probably the question you should be asking. <laughs> right. So it's even further back. Um, no, I mean, I started off as a young age, as, as most people do uh, within the UK, within England, you know, playing football, playing for your school, playing down on the street with your mates. And um, that was me, you know, played outfield, glory hunter, wanted to score the goals, <laughs> you know. And I was 10 years old, um, it was called the Millennium Cup, actually. And my local team said, oh, Neil, do you want to go in goal? I must have been the tallest guy there. Well, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I went in goal and I actually got like goalkeeper of the competition, yeah, okay. school competition. But then from then, uh, I played in goal for my school and then got picked up from a district and, you know, obviously then got picked up by Chelsea at the age of 12. And at Chelsea... Were you playing in goal there? Yes, yeah. Right, okay, so that you've established yourself as, yeah. as, as, a, as a goalkeeper, of course. Now, you played at Chelsea and then 
and then went to Fulham, of course, with their youth academy. You signed professional papers around the age of 18. What went through your mind when you signed professional papers? Because I'm sure it's every kid's dream who plays football to sign. Did, did you think, right, this is the start, or were you, you were aware, you know, it's a lot of hard work to come? What was, your, what was the feeling? Um... I was I was fortunate. Okay, so I was sixteen. I was in the England schoolboy setup, mm-hmm. um, and at the time, Chelsea were going through the big transformation. Abramovich was there for I think one or two years. You know, while I was at the club, obviously I was you know in the academy, um, and from there they they made it clear that they were going through this big transformation and. I wasn't going to be a part of it. They were going to bring someone else in. They were going to bring a lot of other players in. Mm-hmm. They wanted um, foreign players. They wanted the best around Europe, and it was clear. And, I, and you know, obviously, I, I wasn't that at the time. Was that hard to take, or did you just kind of accept it for what it was? Um, I, the story goes, I mean, it went into the scholarship years. So just before um, they were going to offer me a scholarship, I, remember, I think the, the academy director at the time sat down with my dad and was like, look... Neil can stay at the club, but the reality is he's not going to play youth team football. Mm. Um, and, and we would suggest that he moved elsewhere. And they were very good about it. You know, they were very good. And at that time, like I said, I was in the England schoolboy team. So it was kind of like a bit, oh, I'm playing for England schoolboys, but you're not going to stay at Chelsea. Um, but that did help because there was mm. a lot of interest in me at the time of a lot of other professional clubs. And, sure. and Fulham was there. It was across the road. Uh, it was close to home. And, and I ended up obviously signing for Fulham and signing the professional contract there. And looking, you know, looking back on it now, I, I kind of just just went through the motions of it, to be honest. It was hard to describe. I mean, of course, I was in it and, and I didn't. I didn't know anything else at the time, you know. Mm. I mean, I didn't know if I wanted to be a football player. I didn't know if I didn't want to be a football player. I was just kind of in this in this environment of football. I really enjoyed it. I was having fun and I just wanted it to continue. Sure. And, and, and not long after signing for Fulham, you're loaned out to Leatherhead, incidentally, my local, old local club. Yeah. You know, God bless them. Um, was that... Was that disappointing to go from Fulham, who were, I believe, a Premier League club at the time, to, to a club who were sort of seventh, eighth tier, in, you know, non-league in, in, the English, uh, in the English football system? Yeah, I think it was, it, was, it was strange, but I wanted to play games, you know. Mm. I wasn't really getting much, much exposure playing games, and um, Leverhead was around the corner, and it wasn't far, and, and it, was, it was men's football, you know. Oh, yeah. it was, you know, it's men's football, and... Um, I, I can testify yeah. to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was a good experience. I didn't play many games there, um, but it was a good experience playing men's football at a young age and, and seeing what it's about, seeing the passion that regardless of what you said, like what level they're playing at, how, how intense it is and, and how seriously they take it. And it was kind of like a, in, it was, they were trying to enlighten me to what was going to happen in the, in the future. Mm-hmm. And so did you... I tell you, you learn a lot, really, uh, from a young age in that kind of environment. It was all like a school of hard knocks, really. Basically, yeah. I mean, I think the majority of my loan moves were. Uh, my time at Fulham was a complete learning curve. And I think, not, not even at Fulham, obviously, we'll talk about it, but like the rest of my career was a, just a big learning curve mm-hmm. for football and out of football. And um, um, you, you still learn. I think, you know, I think it'd be stupid for me to say I'm not learning now. I'm mm. learning constantly. If it's on the field, off the field, um, there are experiences that I go on a, through on a day-to-day basis, learning uh, everything, basically. Yeah. So in 2011, you make your Fulham debut in the Europa League and 
played very well. You know, unfortunately for Fulham, they it was, you know it was tinged with well, not tinged, it was a disappointment because the ninety third minute equalising and they're out of the Europa League. I mean, how was that? Were you were you nervous at the age of twenty one making your debut? Were you or were you sort of really ready for it and excited? It was one of those ones really weird when you're younger. I was like, I just want to play. I just want to play. And there was a few times before that um, Mark Swartz was my number one at the time and, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he had a few injuries and he, I was like, all right, this is my chance. I'm going to play. I'm going to play. And then he'd always, you know, he'd recover or he'd, <laughs> he'd, 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 he'd play through the pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it was a strange one because obviously when I had that chance, I was, I was, I thought I was ready and I don't know it's hard to say whether I was or what I wasn't I really enjoyed the experience obviously the last minute goal wasn't great obviously and obviously the club then went out of the Europa League uh, due to it um, so it was a tough one I mean it's not you know your debut for the club and they get knocked out of the Europa League it's a, it's a tough one for you to take mm-hmm. um, so, it wasn't, so it wasn't easy No, and, and at your time at Fulham was was a player like Mark Schwartz, very long in the tooth, you know, had an amazing career. Did you learn a lot from him? Um, yeah, we're very good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've spoken to him many a times throughout my championship career, my Premier League career now. And I don't think he knows how much he did for me mm. um, probably until this season when I told him yeah. but like well no doubt he'll yeah. listen to this interview nah. so sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he did so much you know I learned so much from him off the field on the field um, being a number one goalkeeper but so obviously at this time I wasn't a number one goalkeeper but learning from him and how he conducted himself both on and off the field about being a number one goalkeeper it was amazing you know I mean things like him telling me and I was like 21 at the time 22 and he's like Neil you're never going to play and I'm like what do you mean I'm never going to play he goes I'm never going to let you play <laughs> and I'm like oh, cheers mate thanks yeah. uh, but, but, but how does that sit here we did it, obviously it was said in a certain way yeah no it was it was said in a way where it's, we're friends we are yeah. friends yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's a business at the end of the day and it's his career and mm-hmm. it's my career and, and now obviously where it's turned and I'm a number one and it is this for any number one it's any player it doesn't matter what it is you don't want to get rid of your show you don't want to lose your position mm-hmm. and it's it wasn't him being horrible to me at, the, at a, a young age or younger age it was him preparing me saying well this is the way I took it or Neil if you ever become a number one make sure you don't give it up yeah and you know I've taken that through every club that I've played for mm-hmm. that's the, the way I've t- I've um, you know I, I've I've really learned a lot. I mean, it's only a small thing. There's so many more things I could go on about, but that was one major thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because you don't like your number two or you or another goalkeeper. You do. You get on with them. But, you know, it is a, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there. Of course. And, and one thing I find quite fascinating is that at this time when you're trying to play as much as possible, whether it be out on loan or the odd appearance for Fulham, as, as we've just mentioned, you're an international footballer. You're going to the Philippines, because obviously you're, you're an English Filipino. Mm. Um, you're going and you're playing in front of big crowds on the other side of the world. Was that a bit of a, I suppose, could you see a culture shock? Um, I learned a lot again, like, mm. you know, traveling around the world, um, seeing things that a lot of people haven't been fortunate enough to see, cultures, countries, uh, experiences, um, and obviously crowds and stadiums. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, before I'd, you know, even played in the Europa League, I was in 2010, so I would have been 20 years old. I played in front of 100,000 people. Yeah, 
Incredible. Um, not many people in their career, even at this stage in the Premier League, can say they've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, playing in front of larger crowds on international level definitely put me in a good position um, for the rest of my career. And was it, it almost sort of like a parallel universe, isn't it? You're over there playing against, in front of 100,000 people, and then you come back and you're almost trying to vie to vie for a, a position on the bench for, for Fulham or, or, or a club in the, in the Football League. Was it quite hard to kind of navigate those, those two different things going on? Yeah, that's how it was for the first, um, all my years at Fulham, definitely. You know, obviously had it so much, you know, you've played more international games than you have league games. And I guess being uh, your number one for your country, but you, you're still a youngster and you're not playing um, regular first team football. Um, juggling it all you know having a lot of media in Asia and then not having any media really back in the UK it was a lot to you know it was like a parallel universe yes mm. in 2012 you signed for Bristol Rovers down into the football league and this is when you started to, to play a bit more were you you know did you relish playing that more or, or had previous experiences of not playing so much was it hard to kind of get into the groove of being uh, a number one a bit more I enjoyed my time at Bristol I really did you know I mean um Playing games is, is, you can't really use words to describe how amazing mm-hmm. playing football in front of people is. It's really, it's amazing. Um, so I really enjoyed my time there. Um, it was cut short, um, but I, I enjoyed it. You know, I really enjoyed my time playing and, and the club was really good to me and I moved down to Bristol and, and everything like that. So um you know, it was a shame that that part of, you know, my loan spell was cut short. Mm. And and all these loan spells that you made, you know, a handful of them being at Fulham and then one or two other places. Again, when, when you sign papers for Fulham when you're 18, I wouldn't imagine you'd have it in your head to go out on loan. And we see some players who, who do go out on loan and a few maybe fade away, a, a few... Um, remain in the football league a very respectable career don't get me wrong you know I'd have bloody loved to have done that <laughs> um, and and some play, players they, they managed to, to come through it and I think it's fair to say now you're a Premier League footballer it would probably be the latter for you you know how did you keep yourself keen and interested you know going from loan to loan was it difficult you know there you are walking into a different dressing room trying to get the trying to fit into another team and so on yeah it's always tough going into any dressing room because you don't know what it's about you don't know who the, who the boys are um, you don't know whether you're going to fit in. Uh, I've been very fortunate with the teams that I've been involved with that all the dressing rooms have been very good and very nice. Um, yeah, that part of it is tough. Um, going on loan is, is a, you know, I think it is crucial for young players to do, to, to learn the trade where football means something. Um, with all due respect to, to under 23 level, I think... Um, under 23s is 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 nice football mm-hmm. when you come to league football three points is at stake every weekend and that is relegation that is you know you know people's livelihoods that is kids and putting food on the fa- on the table and promotion and and there's so much more at stake and there's so much more you can learn from playing league football um, than under 23s and did you enjoy that experience the, the sort of the, what you've described there is it's much more of a raw experience i suppose from what what certainly fans perceive as the glitz and glamour of the premier league you wouldn't get the same goalkeeper on a saturday you know even me you know you wouldn't get the same goalkeeper stepping out at Wembley mm-hmm. as you would if you were to get me down at a park 
Mm. It's hard. It's very different. There's that adrenaline buzz. There's that. Um, there's more motivation. I don't know what it is. You know, I mean, the, you know, people. I think players would be lying if they said, "Oh, it's amazing." <laughs> it's amazing um, experience playing it down the park. It's different, you know. It's very different. That pressure, that ex you know, the expectation mm -hmm. makes you perform more and, mm -hmm. and better. And and yeah, like as a football player, that's what you thrive of, and that's what you want to do. Yeah, and so you had the different experiences, and then of course playing in front of a hundred thousand people in the Philippines, you had an array of experiences, which you say, not many other people. In fact, maybe no one else currently in the Premier League has had quite that in, in, in the way you have. Yeah, I kind of flip reversed it and did it the <laughs> other way around. So, uh, no, my story is very different. And it has been, to be honest, through the whole of my, my life and my career, it's been extremely different. And um, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. And um, I'm very thankful and blessed to be where I am today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. I'd, I'd love to talk to you about 2014, you're released from Fulham. And if I'm right in saying, you then paid to, to train with Charlton Athletic. You knew the goalkeeping coach there. And this was, you know, you may well have finished playing as a footballer around there, am I right in saying? Yeah, so 2014 came about and we had, um, through that season, I, I was riddled with injury. I think I pulled my quad three times that season and I didn't even see, you know, how I was going to get back fit. And I ended up 
just about doing it towards the end of the season. Fulham, Fulham ended up going down. Felix McGaff comes in, new manager, wants to change everything. Um, we had, for my national team, qualification for, for the Asian Cup at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went over there, uh, I played the first game, pulled my quad again. A frustrating time, um, obviously then being out of contract. Um, it was, a, you know, I'm not going to lie, there was a few offers on the table. Okay. Uh, there was a few offers on the table which potentially, or <laughs> I guess I, I should have taken, definitely should have taken. Um, but, you know, I was in the Premier League bubble, mm. uh, under 23s or, you know, first team on the bench, Premier League bubble. Uh, so I didn't take the offers up and in the lower leagues, they try to get their squad sorted as soon as possible. You know, they want to get the players they can, they need to get their, their finances right as soon as possible and then as early as they can. And um, I missed the boat on a lot of, of, lot of opportunities or a few opportunities. And well, why do you think was that waiting for a bigger offer? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie about it. It was all about, you know, financially. I just bought a house at the time. I need a mortgage. I've got yeah. a mortgage. I've got this to pay for. I've got certain direct debits coming out of my bank account. Um, they were the wrong decisions. They weren't footballing decisions. Um, they were the wrong decisions, but I did it. And then obviously, like you said, I ended up knowing the goalkeeping coach at Charlton. Uh, I was living in southwest London. Obviously, they're based in East London. And, um, you know, I didn't pay to go and train with them as such, but obviously I, I trained there free of charge. Sorry, but yeah. I was, I was yeah. traveling and they weren't paying me expenses or anything like that. It was just to keep fit. Mm. And even Charlton offered me a contract. Uh, the ma- I came in and the goalkeeping coach said, yeah, just come and train with us. And I trained the manager, Bob Peters at the time, like really liked me. Oh, we'll offer him a contract. Offer me a contract, sat down. What did I do? I turned it down. Um, and then obviously there's a bit awkward time at the club, uh, but I went back there training and time went on and I'm making phone calls and I'm doing my own research and stuff. And yeah, nothing really, nothing really happened. Nothing fell in front of me. I was at trial at Wolverhampton. I went trial at Exeter. I was at trial. Oh, there's so many places. Um, and people were having, oh, you haven't got enough experience. Um, you're really good, but we can't take you. We're going to bring someone else in. We can't afford you. We can't pay. And I ended up calling some people and saying, yeah, I'll play for free. You know, just write up a no contract. And then people were like, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. And I'm like, and at that stage, I kind of just turned around and to my family and said, look, I do live a parallel life on the other mm. side of the world. Let me just leave. I'm just going to go. I know my house is going to be sold in a couple of weeks. Let me just leave and, you know, just find another life and um, play football in, in Asia or in the Philippines or do something mm-hmm. over there. And that was, that was, you know, pretty close. And then all of a sudden I get a phone call um, from an agent. Do you want to play for Oldham mm-hmm. in League One? Or don't even, do you want to, not, not even if do you want to play, do you just want to be a part of a team? You mm-hmm. might play. Um, they're going to give you 200 quid a week. So I said, go on, then let's try it and, and sign, sign for Oldham. Would it be fair to say that that, that call, that, that offer from Oldham, did it save your career in England? Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, no, I can't lie. It wasn't a great experience. I didn't like mm-hmm. being in that situation. I was in a slight, you know, 
I don't like to use the word depression because I think it's, there's so many levels of it. But I wasn't in a right. It wasn't. It was a low. It was a low. Very low, low place. And um, no, you know, I didn't have a place in Manchester, so I was sleeping in my mate's house and stuff like that. Um, it did save my career. You know, I can't lie and say it didn't. I mean, I wouldn't be involved in football if, it, if that phone call never came and all that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Even though, even from then, it wasn't all plain sailing because I didn't play for the first three, four league games and then. I played in the Johnson's paint, I think semi-final and, mm. and went to penalties and I missed the penalty and we got knocked out of the cup and didn't play again for the Oldham's, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't easy even that season. Yeah. And, and after Oldham, you know, you went uh, sort of back to Charlton on loan and then Walsall came in for you. And this is only three years ago as well, which, yep. is, which is incredible considering <laughs> the, the teams you've been playing against this season, you know, but you, you're 25, you signed for Walsall and this is when you start to get regular game time. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's fair to say you were probably very ready for this at that point. Was it, was it hard after those experiences that you've just described, you know, it was a bit of a low, to get yourself up for it? To think, I can do this, I'm capable. I think it taught me a lot. And I mean that in the sense of, I've been given an opportunity, I've seen the lows, I've got nothing to lose. Mm. I'm fearless at this time. And... I think you speak to any professional if you're fearless it's, it's, you know that's a fantastic thing mm. uh, I remember getting a phone call on the way back from the Philippines for my summer holidays and I got a, uh, a message from Neil Cutler the goalkeeping coach and he said hey do you want to come down and play for Walsall I'm not going to lie I didn't know too much about the club and I didn't know too much about you know obviously playing regular football in League 1 on League 2 I didn't, I didn't really know too much about it and um, he was like Look, meet me and Dean Smith and at the, at the training ground and we'll see if we can come to an agreement. And I was like, all right, cool. So I, literally two days later, I was like sorting things out. There wasn't much room for negotiation at Walsall. You know, it's kind of a take it or leave it offer. Sure. Um, they offered one year. At that point, I wanted a little bit more security. So I went for two years mm-hmm. and I signed two years and I was happy. The first season, you know, we were on a you know, promotion hunt to try and get themselves into the championship, but obviously fell short. Mm. And, and at Walsall, you, you play in regularly, you play for two seasons. Was this when you started thinking to yourself, hang on, I can start to look back up the league table, mate, the, 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 the league system, or are you just thinking, just take every week as it comes? Just taking every week as it comes, to be honest. I was just enjoying being back in football and, and, and that kind of, I enjoyed the bunch of lads, you know, I enjoyed having a great team. That team was really good and the manager was great and I was learning from Neil Cutler so much mm-hmm. and and also, you know, it's different. I was I was number one there and, and, and you get treated differently and, and I enjoyed just that. So I was just taking it as it come, enjoying and, and, and messing around in the change room and, and just having a good time and enjoying myself. And um, and that was the main thing for me. That was the main thing about it. And, and it flew by that first year. The just enjoy, enjoyment of it was back. The enjoyment was it, of it was, was back. And, yeah. and to have that two-year security, I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't life-changing money at all, but it was just sure. to have that two-year security bearing in mind I was still traveling from Surrey to Walsall every day in the car but yeah I mean it was it was tough but I really enjoyed it yeah and, and in May 2017 you, you got to move to Cardiff City in the championship under Neil Warnock did you think when you signed for them on a free was no, so okay so I should ask you actually so what was the, did, did did Cardiff come in and you decided to leave Walsall or did you say no to Walsall and then you thought I'm going to look for a move elsewhere um, so after the promotion yeah. hunt, so that we after 2016 at Walsall, yeah. um, we lost 
11 players, I think, 11 yeah. or 12 players, uh-huh. and we were never going to be the same team again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was never going to happen the year after. Right. So we were rebuilding, um, rebuilding from the back, and I was still going to be there. And that helped me in a way because we were slightly disjointed at Walsall that season and it helped me to be able to show what I could do because the year before defensively we were so strong mm. and the second year we weren't so much but I was able to to showcase what I could do because, different style of goalkeeper yeah exactly mm. so um, so that really helped um, in the January transfer window there was a few teams that were interested my second year at Walsall and for one reason or the other you know the two teams couldn't couldn't, couldn't agree and, and that's that in football you know it doesn't matter how much a player wants to go if the two teams don't agree or the two clubs don't agree mm-hmm. it doesn't happen um, and that was another learning curve yeah. you know teams wanting you and how do you perform but if you kind of want to I mean I would you know the two teams that were interested in the championship I want to go and play in the championship course, yeah. now and I'm being held back well I felt like I was being held back so how do I feel held back but still perform mm-hmm. It's another learning curve, you know. Um, so obviously I didn't leave. I continued the season, saw it out. Um, there was a few championship clubs sniffing around um, at the end of that season. I was out of contract. I told Walsall, you know, to go to it. I told Walsall that I would like to move on. And, and the, the chairman there was very, um, of course, he wanted to keep me. Mm-hmm. But I said to him, look, it's not going to happen. And, yeah. and um, he, he was fine with that in the end. And so was the manager at the time. Uh, and they knew that was coming. They knew that was coming. Um so a few clubs were coming and, and you know I met with a few of them I met, met with, with Neil Warnock and that was that really and what was it like meeting Warnock was it, was it is he the character that he portrays himself as in the media I think what was like a breath of fresh air was that he was black and white yes he told me exactly what was going to happen uh-huh. and he told me and you, I could see and feel the sincerity and, and the truth that was coming out mm-hmm. he didn't try and lie or say this and he was like look Neil I'm bringing you in. I'm bringing Lee Camp in. Lee Camp's not going to start the season because he's not going to be fit. You're going to be the number one until he's fit. Mm-hmm. But if you've done really well, you'll keep your spot. Uh-huh. If you don't, I'm changing you. And I'm like, all right, cool. So it's down on you. It's a player. It's like, okay, well, I've got to perform. If I don't perform, then he comes in. That's fair enough. That's all I wanted. And he was true to his word. Yeah. And when you signed for Cardiff, did you think to yourself it was going to go as well as it did? No, of course not. I mean, you know, I mean, the first, I think I'm beating the first six, seven games and I was just yeah. like, wow, you know, this is unbelievable. And um, obviously they got, you know, rested at Christmas or, or New Year's, they got drops, whatever you want to call it. That was a fantastic experience. Sounds stupid, but it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was surreal. The whole season was surreal. I mean, it, to get promoted in your first season in the championship was, was, was amazing. And to the step up you've made from the Premier League in to, for the quality that you're playing against now, and yet you, you're holding your own. You know, from, for a goalkeeper who only three years ago was playing League One football, it's quite an incredible achievement. I, I feel like I am. I hope I am. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm just doing the best and trying to learn and improve every week and, and obviously help Cardiff out and help the team out and... Um, yeah, it's just I'm trying to improve myself and that's what I'm trying to do. And then I'm obviously getting on the training field and rectifying mistakes that I'm making and just, you know, I'm looking forward to, to consistently playing. I just enjoy playing football now. I, I really enjoy it. And obviously being through what I've been through in my career, it's nice to, to kind of, um, it's happy that I stuck in, stuck with it. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, I've, I've got to ask you, you've you obviously been playing for the Philippines, you've got over 60 caps. What's it like playing under Sven-Goran Eriksson at international level? 
Sven's been there for the last two free camps and mm-hmm. he's watched us and he's been very happy and um, um, nice guy you know um, it's different you know because I don't I kind of fly in for internationals I fly out mm-hmm. and I don't see too much of it and a lot of the time I'm with the goalkeeping coach and um, but you know he, he's really good he, he seems really good around the place and uh, you know the, ex- the amount of experience he's got I think I was just like I think I was in Malaysia last couple of last month and watching England beat Germany 5-1 on my iPhone I was like oh Sven was the manager there <laughs> <laughs> and then he's sitting across from me eating his breakfast and his his eggs and on his toast and that was good no it's really good I mean I've, it's, that's fantastic for the national team it's great and it's a massive name and you know hopefully that continues yeah and I'm sure you know if he takes the players on any socials you'll have a few stories from that <laughs> yeah <laughs> perhaps the less said about that the better <laughs> Neil Leverage thank you very much cheers it's been thank an you very pleasure much. talking to you thank cheers. you Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.